And we are back to talk about more Picard on the Picard cast. And uh, I have to say, Preston, this turned into a very, uh, what did you call it? A very Mass Effect-esque style of a show. Right, but then it turned out not to be Mass Effect, so... Wait, first off, how do you know Mass Effect? You didn't play it, did you? No, no, I didn't. But but I heard it when people started saying that the plot comes from, the Picard plot comes from Mass Effect, I I went and I read up on it. Mm -hmm. So... Oh, dude, um, no. I wanted you to kind of play it because it's such a great game. It's, you're literally like Captain Kirk. You know, you can have romances with your crew and stuff and, and form friendships and great storyline. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> just I just read up on the on this idea that once you hit – what Rios was talking about. Once you hit a, a certain level of technology, then this civilization comes in and wipes you out. Now I understand that Mass Effect, it's that civilization started all civiliza- started all civilizations to begin with, and so it's kind of weird that they that they start these civilizations and then wipe them out when they when they come up with AI. But um, uh, so that in- that idea was introduced, and everybody thought, oh, it's going to be the same, and then it turns out not to be. It turns out to be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, that it turns out that it's you hit a certain level of AI, and then um, an AI um savior group you know comes in and saves the ai while destroying the threat to ai and this spans other galaxies as well right supposedly yeah so let's start with episode eight broken pieces a flashback sure. shows narissa's initiation into the zatvash on a planet with eight sons she experiences the admonition a warning of dangers of synthetic life left behind by a long extinct race most are driven bad by the knowledge but narissa retains her sanity Meeting Sergi stirs up pain for memories for Rios. He eventually tells Rafi that Sergi resembles one of two beings whom Rios' former commanding officer, Captain Vandermeer, was ordered mm. to execute by Starfleet security. Vandermeer committed suicide, and Rios was forced to cover up the event. Rafi realizes that the two were synthetics from Bruce Maddox's planet. Gerardi awakens and admits that she murdered Maddox. Explaining the vision O gave her, she promises never to harm Sergi. Rafi explains her deduction that the Zatvash were behind the synthetic attack on Mars. Soji plots a course for her home planet. La Serena is followed by Narek's ship. On the artifact, Seven arrives to rescue Elnor, and she interfaces mm. with the Queen's cell to use the Borg drones across the cube to take control. But Narissa has more of the drones jettisoned into space and sends a fleet to Soji's planet, ending episode 8. So I gotta say, um, let me yeah. walk back on my words. I thought Seven of Nine was only gonna come in for like a cameo, and maybe we'll see her more in, in season 2. I was wrong. She is way more in this season than I originally thought. And uh, to, to mop up this area of the, the episode real quick, um, Narissa, Narek's sister. Yeah. Um, apparently their aunt was that uh, former Borg woman and the her aunt. Yeah. Uh, so Mike and Rich were saying how her sadness and depression made the Borg cube malfunction? Um, yeah, but but, you know, you could obviously... I mean, that's actually not that weird of a thing, if you think about it. Like, it's established in TNG that um, Hugh's individuality cut off a Borg cube as well. Mm -hmm. So if something so weird that just gives them the creeps can, can cut it off, like... Then, then let it cut it off. But uh, you know, I, I'm going to give him the benefit, the benefit of the doubt, and say that it was her premonition, her vision, like the whole thing that was so intense. You know that that when when the Borg cube like tried to assimilate her, and they, and they just cut off the Borg cube, then then um, 
that then that's it not just her being sad i think it's the whole experience the whole trauma and yeah if what she went through and that vision that i i can i can buy that it's as powerful as hugh's individuality that he that he experienced over a week of being on the enterprise like mm-hmm. come on i mean if you're if you're going to give that like a drone spends a week on the on the on the enterprise and learns individuality and that's enough to like it's cause a, a unique enough experience it's not just trauma yeah. it's like something insane it, it makes people go uh crazy in their own way right well i'm saying i'm saying the original tng concept is ridiculous because first of all everybody that they assimilate in the first place already experiences individuality mm-hmm. and 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 the borg are able to undo it so the idea that like hugh experiencing individuality again and then gets reintroduced into the collective would would cause a problem is is silly yet we we accept that tng plot while her having this incredible trauma and cutting off a board cube they laugh at that no i'm i'm, I'm going to defend the show on this one like, mm-hmm. they you know there's a lot of things they pointed out that are ridiculous like like the fact that the entire crew of the board cube disappeared that is true like oh yeah the, huge, the human workers a, that's a huge plot hole. Yeah. Like enormous, enormous plot hole mm-hmm. um, that they just all disappeared. And now there's just XBs. Uh, Romulans and XBs are the only ones on and not all of the human workers. But um, that was a little weird. Um, and, I, and I agree that, you know, their, their criticism of the sister character as a villain, she is an over-the-top ridiculous villain. And it just doesn't make, you know, she's yeah, not I wasn't, I'm not really a big fan of the sister character uh, either, but at the same time, I guess you kind of need a character like that to, to give people a clear person to, to, to dislike. So, eh. I guess, but it's like getting, you know, taking joy in things that no one would take joy in. Like even villains in our world, you know, would not, you know, when you say, oh, we can, we can suck everybody, suck everybody out into space. You know, they wouldn't like smile and go, ooh, I like that. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm such a villain. Which, by the like, way, just... was a very like insane scene. Like them all screaming as they're sucked out. It was kind of a little, slightly disturbing. I I, I, gotta, I will yeah. say that. And, uh, absolutely. Uh, I did enjoy Seven of Nine, like interfacing with all of them. And, and like, you know, she essentially becomes a different person. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if she felt all of them get sucked out into space and... um. I mean, I understand that Borg can can live in deep space, but it doesn't seem like they were rescued. Um, well, I guess they're XBs, so they they don't necessarily have the protection of a full Borg. So yeah, in space. So. Yeah, that's the one thing I was I was wondering because, and I'm I'm not gonna make this entire podcast about like disproving Mike and Rich, but like they were complaining <laughs> about that in specific, and they were showing uh, scenes from. Uh, from one of the uh, TNG movies, I think, where the yeah, XBs, from First Contact, yeah. yeah, where the XBs were out in space, but they were in full gear, and these. Well, they were, they were, they were, they weren't XBs. They were Bs. They were just oh. Borg. Mm. Yeah, they were Borg in space, so Borg can 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 survive space, but these are XBs. We don't know what kind of things have been taken out taken out of their system. Right. So, yeah, but it, it would have been traumatic. I wish I wish Seven of Nine felt something a little more i mean if she really experienced the death of thousands of people at once like that's pretty freaking intense mm-hmm. um you know and that would be a that would be a really interesting thing to explore like how did she deal with that trauma the trauma of a thousand people getting sucked into space and dying like that's a horrible thing right and if she's if she's connected to them 
you know, she should feel that. It should, you know. But they, you know, they they kind of glossed over it quickly. Of course, as per usual. And uh, I have to say, I, I really enjoy the character of Rios. I don't know, this, 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 this episode really made him my favorite character. Rios, Rios is a pretty rich character. I like, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially I with the holograms. Say, yeah, I mean, I would say he's the best character. I mean, and if we're going to say, like, he's, you know, he's, he's got a lot going on. He's conflicted. Um, I, you know, I even say the villain Narek, I think, is, is interesting because he's conflicted. He's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's depth to him. Uh, you know, the other, the, you know, so yeah, I, I like, I like Rios a lot. Yeah. And what, what else here? Um, what I want to say, oh, darn, I forgot. Oh, so he knows Soji from her other counterpart that were murdered by Captain Vandermeer on the orders of Starfleet. Yeah. So apparently Commander O is not really a, 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 a Romulan, uh, Vulcan. There, there's, we originally thought that the Federation was somehow in cahoots with like the Romulans in some way, but it's not. Right. Commander I thought, O was I like thought a plant. She was, I thought she was a surgically altered Romulan. Romulan to make her look like a Vulcan. Mm-hmm. And it turns out she's just half Romulan, half Vulcan. Yeah. And uh, she just infiltrated Starfleet and just happened to end up in a position where she could make those decisions, I guess. Yeah, I mean it, that that's a long play. That's kind of like the um uh what's the what's um shit. The uh what's the movie with um uh Matt Damon and um Leonardo DiCaprio. The Departed? The Departed. Yo, my favorite yeah. movie, bro. <laughs> love that really? movie. Oh, that is one of my favorite movies of all time. Top three, every every movie I've ever seen. Love it. Jack I, Nicholson? I, I, I mean, I don't want to get on, on The Departed too much, but The Departed, I thought, was a movie that was a great like first rough draft in which no one could say, hey, maybe like polish these corners here and there because, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of rough parts in The Departed where you're like, huh, they could have edited that part out, you know, and, and it would have been better. It was, a good, it was well acted. We'll have to have but, this discussion later because I, 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 I think it's a perfect movie, but yeah, yeah, that's just me. Even even that rat, that, that really obvious rat at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little silly, but all right, whatever. You know. <laughs> whatever, let's not, you know, just destroy my movie. Okay. But um, it was, it was, it is like The Departed where they put this person... Dedicate your entire life to rise, you know, rise up the ranks and being a mole. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a freaking big commitment. <laughs> and uh, we also get uh, Rafi uh, explaining her deduction that the Zantvash were behind the synth attack, the synth attack on Mars. I don't. Is that mm, there has to be something behind that? So they wanted the Federation to be against synths, right? But why wait until? Like now, why, to do why, that. why wait for the middle of a crisis where people are are trying to rescue Romulans? Maybe because I mean, their really... attention is elsewhere, so it's easy to move. Like like Littlefinger, you know, get a chaos. So yeah. You can easily move during chaos. People aren't really paying attention to you that much. So I guess that could be it. I mean, also maybe Commander O wasn't in the high position that she was back then, so. Maybe that's all she could do yeah. was just orchestrate yeah, maybe, it. Maybe people people were working so fast and they were trying to work. They were trying to build so many starships that security was down or something. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like a really, you know, self-destructive time to 
to plan to destroy your own, to destroy your people's own rescue ships mm-hmm. for the sake for the sake of framing um, synthetics. Well, uh, in episode nine, Picard and his crew, pursued by Narek, arrive at uh, Soji's homeworld. But Seven of Nine also brings the artifact there as well. The planet's defense systems caused all of them to crash land on the planet's surface. The crew, the crew discover a village inhabited by synthetics, as well as Alton Inigo Soon, the son of Data's creator Noonan Soon, and warn them of the approaching Romulan fleet. Narek is captured in a prison. Sutra, another doppelganger of Soji, mind melds Jurati and reveals the admonition uh, is a warning from highly advanced synthetics far away that they will defend their fellow synthetics against threats from organic life forms. Picard tries to persuade them to evacuate the planet, but Sutra Agar argues that they should summon the makers of the Adamnition. Uh, at at am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. At Adam Adam Adamnition. Fuck, I'm I'm fucking love <laughs> to defend them. Uh, she allows Narek to escape, killing another synthetic to ostensibly prove the danger of organic life forms uh, possess. Picard is arrested when he refuses to agree to Sutra's plan. Jurati wins her freedom by offering to help Soon with his research, developing an android body into which consciousness can be transferred. So... Yeah, weird, right? This episode um, was interesting. Um, this is the first time that it felt like Star Trek. Really? Absolutely. Like, it took this long. Because now they're on a planet. You know, first of all, Star Trek, they always go to a planet. And, and it's it's... You know, there's 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 always there's always like an, an overly small community mm. on the planet. You know, considering it's an entire planet. Um, so yeah, they go to this planet. It it feels like a TNG episode where you know people are all dressed the same and 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 then they're having a moral quandary. They're ha- like, and then that's the debate of the show is people debating this moral quandary. Um, it's the first time it really felt that way. And I, I don't mean like all the the crashed ships and action scenes. I'm talking like them in that town, like talking about, um, you know, morally speaking, which side Soji should be on. Right. Like, you know, um, and yeah, the, the one thing that I thought was really weird was running into Soong's son. So I was actually going to ask you that the guy who was playing Soong's son, Alton, that's, that's the guy who plays data, right? Yeah, that's Brent Spine. Okay, gotcha. I was like, he looks familiar, but I'm I'm glad that's what it was. So, all right, there's a lot to dissect here. Now, now I do I do have to say that, generally speaking, like they kept throwing in more androids in Star Trek, and 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 it's it's ridiculous because you're like, okay, we found out that in the beginning you have Data, and you're like, oh, Data is the last android, you know, created by this guy, and. You know, he's alone in this world and it's, he's really special because the, the guy's dead and this is the only android in existence, mm. okay? That's how we start. Okay. And then, we, and then later on, we're like, actually, he has a twin brother. Oh, uh, Lore, <laughs> right? Know, lore. And, you know, he... So there's two. There's two in the universe. Okay. All right, fine. Then he runs into his mom, a recreation of his mom. Who's also an android. Oh. And you're like, oh, Jesus. And then <laughs> you know? what about that one episode where Data makes his own daughter? Yeah, and then Data makes his own daughter. And then Data finds out that actually his dad isn't, his creator isn't dead. He, he's just really, really old. And he goes and he meets him. And he's like, oh, Jesus. He wasn't dead all. And then in the movies, you find out, oh, he created another one before. And you're like, oh, jeez. Like, 
you just keep finding more and more to this to this family, mm-hmm. right? And now you find out that his son is still alive. Like Jesus, when, when did that happen? Uh, this now, this seems what to be would a be, recurring theme with Picard, apparently, where you know, right? What would be what would be really cool? What would what would be interesting is if that was actually lore in disguise. Oh, like what I don't think is very logical is that lore was disassembled. He was not destroyed. He was disassembled. And you'd think that Bruce Maddox, in all of his research, would grab a copy of Lore's body because he had B4's body in the beginning. Um, and so you'd think he would have Lore's body as well. What happened to Lore's body is, is a dangling plot thread. And then if, if you got Lore, it's very clear that at some point they went from being able to have uh, data skin that's yellow mm-hmm. and then they developed like regular looking skin that you see on Soji. Right. So you could you could imagine that if it were Lore, he would ch- change his skin out. So Lore is Data's like evil twin? Yeah, Lore was 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 a first attempt at Data and then it was um he was disassembled because he he was he was crazy and 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 but they um the Enterprise finds his body disassembled and puts it together. Well, why? Why like is he that. crazy? Just he's just crazy, just because. Yeah, he they hadn't perfected his his positronic matrix, so he's insane. Ah, yes, the positron matrix, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, <clears throat> yeah, he's just Data's evil twin, and there's a lot of illogical things about Lore and Data. Like Lore can use contractions, and Data cannot, which is just why a robot couldn't use contractions is mm-hmm. the most insane thing. <laughs> but okay. So you know, little things like that. So we're getting the Romulan fleet. They're incoming and uh, all the synthetics are trying to uh, discover what to do about it. And um, what's the woman's name? Sutra. Soji's, uh, I guess, uh, Soji's original uh, blueprint. Uh, yeah, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Sutra wants to call the, the synthetics from another galaxy to come over and help them. Um, I still think that these synthetics from another galaxy could possibly be uh, Control, the Section 31 made from like hundreds of years ago from Star Trek Discovery. It could be that, that uh, Control has infected other galaxies and they're just, I don't know. I, I still think that we, we're going to be connected to Star Trek Discovery in some way. And this is how we get connected to them. That the synthetics from far away is this. I mean, a lot of people have been bringing up, like, the different theories. And, and so far, they've been kind of all getting shot down. Like, the, that one, that the big secret is that, you know, the Romulans created the Borg. And then the second one, you know, that, that control. And then I think, you know, the, the idea that everything's going to end with one big battle. But I don't know. The, the previews do show a battle, but it doesn't seem that big. It just seems to have all those orchids. <laughs> yeah, what what the hell were that? Like, first off, those the most interesting planetary defenses I've ever seen in any sci-fi ever. Yeah, they send flowers. Kind of like, I thought at first I thought they were just ships in the shape of flowers. No, they're actual flowers apparently. Yeah, that was weird. I because you know I I could see like one like some big organic space-faring monster, but no, it's like a big flower. It's literally a flower. Literally a flower. And uh, something's something's off about Sutra. Um, she yeah. she for some reason wants this whole synthetic thing to really go down, despite everybody else not showing the same malicious intent. Uh, maybe. I mean, well, she got she got the mind meld, which was really weird as well. Like it doesn't seem like. Are synthetics able to do that? 
<laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently. But yeah, so the only time we, we did, I think in the, in the original series, Spock mind melds with a silicon-based life form. But so, but he's the one starting it, you know? Mm-hmm. We've only ever seen Vulcans start it. But this time, this is an android starting it. Right, you know, so it's so a little... It's, it's, it's pretty It's pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty weird. And I will say this does mirror Mass Effect in, in a lot of ways because um, the advanced civilization... In the first Mass Effect, your character Shepard goes out to this planet mm. that's being attacked by robots and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he touches, like, a beacon, if I recall correctly. And the beacon sends a message through his mind. And the message is, I guess, so garbled and so jumbled that it, it just kind of... He's trying to decipher it, but he can't in many ways like this. This wasn't meant for human minds. This was meant, I guess, for synthetics. And when Sutra mind melds with Jurati, she's able to fully decipher it. And the fact that what's what's concerning is why do the synthetics have to come and destroy all life for a small group of synthetics to flourish? Why can't the synthetics come grab the other synthetics and just flee to their galaxy just, where they're just get out? Of yeah, there, yeah. So why can't they just do that? <clears throat> That's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, you know, you know how like uh, God, the, the old the old cliche saying God works in mysterious ways. Maybe synthetics work in mysterious ways. They have some sort of synthetic master plan. <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah, it's really. Good. I will say, yeah. like Rich, Mike, and Rich were saying, like how the final episode is going to be a big battle with like Starfleet has all these smaller ships, and then like the Borg cube is going to come. And it's going to be a huge battle. But no, the Borg cube is down. The Borg cube, Borg cube's gone. Borg cube's gone. gone. Yeah. So I'm assuming there's probably going to be a staged attack to rescue Picard because they put him under house arrest. And uh, another interesting plot plot line we have here is the fact that they want to be able to transfer minds onto, um, uh, apparently right. we should call it a golem. Yeah, she the, the little clay, the clay monsters from you know? Israeli uh, uh, folklore. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well Jew- Jewish folklore, Jewish folklore. Right, and um, so are we? Are we getting into Ghost in the Shell type of uh, situation here, where people are starting to put their minds and consciousness onto uh, never aging uh, synthetics? Because this is I mean, where I we're think going. That's the that's the implication, right? So yeah. we're getting a mix of Mass Effect, Star Trek, and Ghost in the Shell, combining multiple sci-fi's. Into well, that. like I say, all, you know, all sci-fi copies copies itself but i do have to say that the mass effect plot line is 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 fairly unique i mean i'm sure somebody can um correct me and say no that's actually from this this and this star trek or this and this uh science fiction tale from like 1978 or something mm-hmm. but i've never i've never heard of a science fiction tale of you you reach a certain point in developing ai and ai arrives to like wipe you out or, or an alien species arrives to, to wipe you out. Um, that's a new concept, you know, for me. I've never come across it, but I'm sure maybe it's, you know, somewhere. Well, I'm, I, it's usually from, from around, like, the same type of, like, core idea that synthetics will eventually rebel for some reason or another. Yeah. Like, we see, see that in I iRobot, mean, right? Cer- certainly human, you know, certainly the concept of transferring human minds to, to robot minds is, is not new. That's been... that's It's not new. In fact... In fact, it's in Westworld. Well, yeah, know, season two of course. Is all about that. So, but know? but the whole synthetics so. thing, rebelling, like we see that in the Matrix. Um, the way it worked, the way it happened in the in the Animatrix, the way they explained it is that 
Synthetics were being treated badly, and I guess they wanted rights of their own, which I kind of want to get into that in a minute. Um, so what happens is the robots in the Matrix, um, they go and they, I think they go to Africa and make their own city. The, the prop uh, I think it's in the middle of the Saudi Arabia. Something like that. And the problem, yeah, empty quarter of Saudi Arabia. The problem the the Earth Earth government has with them is that because they're robots, they don't drink, they don't need to sleep, they don't need to eat, saving a lot of money that way. Um, they want to mm. enter the economy with their own products, which they can make better and cheaper, and that causes a lot of things to crash because people want to buy better and cheaper. And um, you know, obviously, the governments are going to war ensues. Blah 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 blah. In iRobot, it's the AI uh, who feels as though in order to save the planet, humans need to be exterminated. So it's it's always one concept or another. Um, I was actually watching. Uh, you know, you can get Mike or uh, the iRobot movie or or Enslaved or something. Mm -hmm. Right. The best way to the best way to protect the humans is to is to enslave them. Right. Or right. And. Um, the iRobot movie, by the way, has very little to do with the iRobot book. But I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get my case for, for, for this, but I was actually watching the Rogan podcast, and he uh, mentions how uh, PETA hit up Boston, Boston uh, uh, the robot Boston company, whatever, the ones that are making the robot, and they're trying to kick the dog over, the robot dog over, to see if it can like get knocked down. And uh, PETA had a problem with it. If we did, if we did have robots, could we abuse them and that be whatever because they're not people they don't feel it right we can't abuse and hit people because you know we're, we'll hurt them but can a human being really hurt a robot without threatening its life by punching it in the face and abusing it and taking its anger out on them well i mean i guess that's what westworld's about mm -hmm. right that that uh you know they invent all these robots for everyone to sexually abuse and then for some reason they decide to give the robots consciousness <laughs> and then feel bad about the sexual abuse when he could have just not given them consciousness in the first place. Right, um, there's, al there's always a character like uh, Noonan Soon or, or Bruce Maddox or um, Ford who wants them to be the next evolution of life. But are they really life though? They're just wires and machine. But I guess at the same time, if they find the maze, they can develop that consciousness and become people in their own mm -hmm. right. But they're not flesh. Right, right. Right, and we don't know if, like, in a, um, a phenomenological sense, like, they, they have awareness. Like, like, you and I have this mysterious feeling that we exist, like, here, now. Like, there's this phenomenon of, oh, my God, I exist. Um, and, you know, a robot, you, say you could make a robot that ex acts exactly like a human being in every way. Would it have that phenomenon of feeling reality right now, you know, mm -hmm. um, which you know, we, have, we have no way of knowing. Uh, but, but at the same time, well, they also, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even like I, the only, the only, the only person I know in the world that I'm sure that feels th that the phenomenon of existence is me. And, and, and I'm, I, I'm sure everybody else feels this way too, mm. <laughs> but you know, you know that you feel the phenomenon of existence, but you're not sure anything else in the world feels the phenomenon of existence. Right. Um, and so, but would robots feel the phenomenon of, of existence? But would they also have like, would they also have a, a, a person's creativity? 
right? Because as people, we have like creativity. We can think of these stories and stuff. But can can synthetics really do that? Wouldn't they think of things that are necessary to create? Like it's not necessary for us to create yeah. certain things that we create. We just do it because we are entertained and curious by it. Would synthetics really do that? Like when when they create things, they <clears throat> create it because it's necessary, out of necessity, and you know, so and so forth. Yeah, you know, I've I've read I've read various articles about why there there won't be a robot uprising and um, why robots are nowhere close to being like human beings. Like everyone gets very scared of AI and oh, how fast everything's growing. Mm -hmm. But they say that, that the big difference is that all machines are designed to do a function um, for a job, you know? You don't just create something for the sake of creating it. Uh, and so, you know, being creative doesn't really help um, a robot do much of its job. You know, like my Roomba, like, you know, my Roomba having a concept of, of creativity does not help him vacuum my floor. <laughs> what? I don't want him to be creative. What is my purpose? I want him to be able you, you... <laughs> You, you right. spread butter. Like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> now, you could say, you could say, oh, but, you know, he has to be creative to figure out that, like, when he hits a stool to, to go around the stool. And it's like, yeah. I mean, that's, those are workarounds for a problem for a mission, for a goal in the right. end. Um, but all robots have that. They have a goal in the end. And human beings don't have that. Animal life doesn't have that. It's just, I mean, unless you could argue, like, you know, procreation or something. But, like... You know, we, our minds and our creativity works in a very different fashion. Um, and we don't really have much function or need to create robots that do what human beings do. Hmm. Right? Yeah, I would get. I, I guess. I kind of want to see what these advanced synthetics look like in, in the Star Trek uh, uh, universe. Because apparently they've, they're in other galaxies and they help the synthetics in that galaxy. And they eliminated yeah. organics. I really do think it is control because I, I, I feel as though like that's something control would do, you know. Um, but um, what did you think of these last two episodes? Broken Pieces I thought was a cool one. I enjoyed it. This last one though, this penultimate episode, gives us the answers mm -hmm. that we've been wanting. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I, I still enjoy the last episode, Broken Pieces, a bit more. I mean, I, I'd really like to see the... Yeah, I mean, I think a lot more action happened in Broken Pieces. And this was part, you know, this last episode feels like the first part of a two-parter. And so you kind of feel everything's in the air. Um, some things I thought were just a little too easy. Like, I thought that Seven of Nine's escape and their crash and their survival of the Borg Cube crashing on the planet was too mm -hmm. easy. You know? They just walk out there and everybody's like, oh, we're on the first floor of, of the Borg Cube. Like, wait, Why? <laughs> They walk in the front door of the board cube and everybody's there. Oh, okay. This just seemed a little easy for me. I don't know. So we get a confirmation that Starfleet, they're not exactly um, the scumbags we thought they were. But what's kind of still bothers me is that like a good chunk of Starfleet's uh, member nations didn't really want to help the Romulans. But at the same time, I can kind of understand that. So Starfleet kind of gets vindicated a little in these last two episodes. They're inclined to help Picard on his mission. And uh, they yeah. weren't necessarily behind the whole, you know, um, order of killing the uh, the two ambassadors from that planet, from the synth planet. Yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of vindicated in the, in the sense that 
the regular Romulan government didn't know what the Vos, Vostash Zatvash Zatvash was right. doing. The Federation didn't really know what they were mm-hmm. doing. Um, you you know, essentially the only ones that are super guilty is is this one little clique of of Romulans and maybe these whatever villainous AIs that are going to come in and destroy everybody are. But um, I don't know. But it does seem that a lot of the things that were established in the first few episodes kind of disappeared and were forgotten. Like what? Well, I want to I want to say that Picard's two friends that he lives oh, with, they're back on Earth. Like are back on Earth, right? Or like the human the, the Federation Romulan relationship and how they got involved in researching a Borg cube in the neutral zone, like that or close to the neutral zone. Um that also is kind of odd like what's the history of that like what's what's the relationship between the federation and the romulans right now you know How, how's the romulan empire doing I, I don't know um we get we get hints at it and maybe they maybe it's all world building and they're hoping for picard season two and there will be um, a picard season two yeah the only so, way to wrap, wrap has, up it, this... has it been has it been renewed yeah it has been renewed uh whoopi goldberg will be back as um Guinan. The only way to really wrap up this whole synthetic thing is to just take them and put them somewhere else and hide them or to completely destroy the Zantvash, which I guess they don't want to do now. They want to have them go on the run, which is where I agree with Sutra in a sense. They can't run forever, but at the same time, they don't want to kill everybody coming to kill them. So it's kind of like, eh, what do we really do here? The only thing you really can do is have the synthetics from the other galaxy come, take them, and take them over there, not the whole destruction thing. Yeah, I mean now, now looking at the whole season in retrospect, it did seem that they were trying to one build Picard's crew, mm-hmm. which they successfully did. You know, each episode you kind of added a new cast member, and then you kind of just had one issue. You have the Soji issue, you know, and what's the deal with the Soji issue, and and why are they why are they searching for her and trying to find her home planet and all of this, so. Um, you know, in retrospect, like it was a lot of world building and not that many plots, really. Just like the one, a lot of world building, but no pick. explanation on anything. And I and I hate to add on. No, no. I hate to add no. on to the Alex Kurtzman. Is that his name, Alex Kurtzman? Oh yeah, right. yeah. The, the um. The yeah, career. I hate to add on to the hate on them because I think Mike and Rich did a splendid job of that. But apparently, I feel bad for the the actor who plays Elnor, the Romulan ninja guy, because I don't really see hmm. the point in Elnor. You really could have just had Hugh. I don't I don't see that. I guess we needed a guy that has a sword. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean they like I say they're just building the cast for for later on, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you could say you could say that with anything. I mean, you could say like, "Ah, oh, why is Dr. Pulaski part of the crew?" Well, she's just part of the crew. You, Doc, know? you, you mean you Dr. Gerardi? No, I was I was naming this 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 random doctor from season two of the Next Generation, Doctor Pulaski. Oh, oh Gerardi, though, I can't believe they're also forgiving of her being a murderer. Well, I guess they're trying to understand that she thought she had no choice. Um, I'm, I was kind of half expecting that Bruce Maddox himself was maybe he transferred his consciousness into like that cat or something that they made, or like because they were working on the whole mind transfer thing, so. Perhaps, yeah. like, you know, a part of him lives elsewhere, which I think would be kind of cool. Maybe. 
But man, you know, she's still a murderer. <laughs> now they, they, they could argue that, okay, she had the trauma of this mind meld and you guys don't know what the trauma of the mind meld did. I mean, it caused, it caused a lot of Romulans to just freaking kill themselves and Girardi survived it. And so, yeah, what the hell was um, that? You know, so she should she should be probably falling apart more than she is. That that but, is uh, that is actually kind of a plot hole now that you think about it, because these like Romulan uh, people who I guess were trained to like withstand mental uh, torture and whatnot in order to receive this, yeah. you would assume, right? And then Gerardi just yeah. gets maybe she got bits and pieces of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe the explanation is that that O had some control over which images like she didn't send all of the images mm-hmm. over um you know just enough to to get the point across but not enough to make her insane yeah that would make sense um what did you think of these last two episodes because i i like broken pieces i'm assuming you did too but this last one yeah I thought this last okay. one was eh, yeah. despite being a two-parter yeah it was. I mean, they're fine. They're fine. I mean, we, we got we got the answers, but, but they're answers that, we that like we've seen before. So, you know, I, I'm not trying to be an asshole. You know, like because I want I wanted the <laughs> answers, but I wanted something different than Mass Effect, Ghost in the Shell, and a bit of Westworld. Because really, what we're getting is a combination of two. And I always figured Star Trek would be a bit more. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see how they conclude it all. Because I I don't know how they're going to convince. This what what's the name of the not soji the soji with yellow uh, skin? Sutra. Sutra. I mean, we weren't expecting Sutra to go evil, um, but she did, mm-hmm. and I imagine that that Soong's son is is going to go evil as is is going evil as well because he thinks he's going to transfer his mind over to this to that golem, and then he'll get to live with uh, all the all the synthetics and be fine as as humanity gets killed. Um, there's also but, a possibility uh, that uh, you mentioned um, which was it lore or B4 and we never got a resolution with that character yeah I mean we, we, we don't have a resolution what I think would be interesting I don't know if they're going to go that far is that if that Soong's son is not Soong's son that it's really lore mm, or that maybe Sutra has some of lore in her right maybe there's always a crazy twin but the um, the because uh, it does seem pretty shitty to sell out all of humanity. You know, just, just like if you're a human being and yeah, you're going to survive with, with, with a synthetic body, but you're going to sell out like all of, all of the, the, the alpha quadrant and the beta quadrant and they're just going to get murdered. That's pretty mm. shitty. I could only see someone like Lore, who's already a synthetic, like going with that right. idea because he's freaking insane. Yeah. So I mean, it would it would make more sense if if the Soong son was really lore, um, and that that Bruce Maddox had put him back together for research reasons, and he went nuts, you know, and and there he was. Um, I don't. I think that would make the most sense. I don't know if they're actually going to do it. <laughs> now, now it kind of annoys me a little that friggin' Bruce Maddox was killed because he. he I'm sure like the plot would be explained a bit better had he still been alive. So that's why I'm hoping like his consciousness lives on somewhere and he can inhabit like the body of that golem, or maybe we'll get more of uh, yeah. the guy. What's the actor who plays Data? Brett Spry. Maybe we we'll get more of him as as Alton. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, this is, I don't know, I, even though I got my answers, I'm a little unsatisfied because it is a, a combination of multiple shows. And we also mm-hmm. get another, like, kind of smaller plot thread of, like, uh, these characters, they're they're getting older. And, uh, you know, Picard reveals that his, I guess, illness um, or disease, what was it? As a... Oh, yeah. That's, it, yeah. It's terminal. Um... So, you know, maybe the idea of transferring someone's consciousness into a synthetic may not be so bad after all. In a sense, it's almost like the Borg in a way, huh? Uh, merging synthetics and organics. I guess that's the only... You, you could also argue that the Borg had the right idea. Because humanity, or, or living creatures in general, will always strive to get to that next stage and thus create synthetics. So I guess the Borg had it right after all. This is how you pretty much yeah. fix that problem, merge the two. But there's no reason to keep Picard alive much longer. You know, like, Patrick Stewart is mortal. Picard is going to mm. be mortal, you know? Like, you just, just let Picard be dying because we're all dying. Patrick Stewart's dying. We're right. all dying. Let, let Picard be dying. Um now, his sickness was established in the next generation mm. that eventually he would have this, but... Um, well, that's... And he, now he's... Now that's he's one thing they brought back from TNG that they, they kept consistent, uh, amongst other things, but... Uh, oh, they, they, there's a lot of things. You know, the, the first mention of the Romulan homeworld getting destroyed by a supernova is in, is in Next Generation. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Picard's, Picard's, like, eventual mind uh, problem... Um, is established then yeah a lot of stuff and i will say um that uh yeah um what was i gonna what was i gonna say i was gonna say something fuck i forgot what i was gonna say you you, you can edit this part <laughs> <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say uh but no overall so far you know star trek picard has <laughs> has been you know okay oh what i was gonna say was i won't edit this part what i was gonna say was is that um, William Shatner recently spoke about his character Kirk and how people wanted him to come back. And he, William Shatner is a, is a, a goofy guy, but he does say some things that are incredibly interesting every now and then. And I have to agree with him completely. There's no point in bringing back Captain Kirk. His story is done. Let it go. Let it let yeah. it go down in legend that he was Kirk. Kirk was a cool character, and that's it. You don't need to bring him back to make him like you know to, to change the character up a bit or 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 for nostalgia. Like you don't need to do that. So, so far, that's what everybody wants to do nowadays, right? Is just remake everything and reboot it and just... You you, you don't bring back a 90-year-old like Captain no, Kirk? No, I don't want to bring back 90-year-old <laughs> Captain Kirk. You told me in the last podcast, I think, the idea that there was a book that he wrote where Captain Kirk is resurrected by the Romulans and the Borg in conjunction. And how yeah, fucking yeah, stupid yeah. that sounds. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> that sounds so dumb. And... <laughs> some things should just be should just let die like like i i find the idea of them remaking or rebooting or you know bringing back the godfather or godfather part two at one point it's just mm. leave it alone it's a classic it's not old it's a classic leave it alone preserve it let it go um and i agree with you on, on picard maybe he sh- the character should bow out in a blaze of glory or not but the show is called Picard, though, so it's at least going to go until... Yeah, they, they could... <laughs> you know, he's got to be part I, of I it. I guess, but they really shouldn't go beyond season two. They, there are other characters to explore. There's a, there's a couple shows that have continued on after the, the, the main cast member has left. Um, 
the, the most recent example is is Roseanne. Uh, they they continued on the Connors for one one more season after Roseanne was out. There was a show called Valerie um, when I was uh, young, and the um, she left the show after. Um, the first or second season, and then it kept going um, as Valerie's family for a number of oh. years. That's bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, like, uh, it, they later changed it to the Hogan family. Uh, Valerie, then Valerie's family, then the Hogan family. This is, this is the show that kind of made um, uh, Jason Bateman uh, be, like, uh, made him a star. This was, like, mm. his thing. So he, so the first two seasons were called Valerie. The third season was called Valerie's Family, and then seasons four, five, and six were called The Hogan no. Family. Because <laughs> she wanted she wanted more money, and they're like, No, you know what? We can do without you. And you're like, Really? Without Valerie? <laughs> without the main star? Okay. I mean, yeah. one example that comes to mind, we discussed this in the Westworld podcast, was um, Vince Gilligan uh, doing Breaking Bad. And then there's no way you can do somewhat of a prequel without uh, Walt or Jesse. And they did. And it's apparently pretty good. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, that's the thing is if you, if you have a good writer, you, you, know, you can do you much can with do it. it. it, it if anything, let 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 Patrick Stewart go. Let 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 him rest. The poor man, he's so old. Let leave him alone and and just uh, do some spinoffs with other characters who are popular. I would argue the second most popular character um, currently alive now. We're not going to include Picard. Uh, we're not going to include Kirk. I would assume is seven of nine. Um, have her going mm. around reconnecting with the old crew of the Voyagers, or maybe we can get like a spinoff miniseries with Seven before we see her in Picard. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I hope, I do hope that uh, we see more, more of Seven of Nine uh, in the next season. Uh, you know, I hope she's a regular part of the cast. I don't, I don't want her to just be, you know, popping in every once in a while. I, you know, I think, I think she's an interesting character. I'd like to hear about what she was doing all of those years um, after Voyager. And, um, yeah. The, uh, so I don't know. I mean, looking at the whole season, uh, it's been okay. It's been okay show. And, and that's the problem I'm having lately. Um, we'll wrap up in a sec. But uh, that's the problem I've been having lately with shows being just okay now. I, no, I, I don't know if this is uh, – some people would say that's you, your, your pessimism infecting me. But I really don't think that's what it is because I really enjoyed Watchmen. But like Mandalorian was, was all right. It was, it was okay. No, I mean the thing is is there are incredible oh, shows yeah. out there. And you, when you watch an incredible show, you're like, that's a good wow, show. that's that's a good show, mm-hmm. right? You know, so and then there's just shows that are, you know, they're all right, okay. yeah, they're okay. You know? yeah, all right. Like I'm watching Castlevania right now. It, it's okay. It's it's it's, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Preston, you want to wrap it up? Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Picard cast. We'll see you next time with uh, episode 10, and then maybe we'll do a whole season review. I would love to invite Phil the Issues Guy on for that, if you're cool with that. I, I would, yeah, I'd love to hear his, because um, he has a deep love mm-hmm. for Star Trek, and I, I'd like to hear his, his thoughts um, on Picard. His thoughts on it. Because it's one thing, like, it, I mean, it's odd that, because that, cause I started, you know, both of us kind of started hate-watching Game of Thrones at the end, um, and you know you can get into that, and 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 it becomes fun in in a certain way, 
and and I'm sure Rich and and Mike are hate watching Picard, but when I watch when I watch Picard, like I'm not I'm not you know, with the guise of hate watching. Like it's I don't think it's that bad. Like it's it's okay. But then again, I never thought that TNG was this thing to put on a pedestal. It really is so, nostalgia. It's memories that they're high on, and you have to you also have to admit um, there's something about. Uh, especially on YouTube, hating something gets a lot of views. Like ripping it apart and criticizing the fuck out of yeah. it, even sometimes unfairly. Well, the extremes, the extremes. Hating something gets, and then loving something gets. You gets think a loving lot something gets a lot of views? Giving, giving. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think of like Emergency Awesome and and you know, um, screen. Preston, we don't fucking use that know, name here. Fucking, have to edit that out. I'm kidding. I know, but but they you know they're they're very positive, and it's all about the positive sides, um, and fi- finding all the Easter eggs and being excited. I would say Emergency Awesome is more neutral, and, the, and he has just an excited tone about everything. <laughs> you know, um, but you know he's, you know he 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 likes every you know everything is, is, is everything good, is awesome, about, you know, and everything is awesome, and then and then there's like you know the negative side, you know. Uh, where people just trash stuff and make their living off of like harping on the fact that the last Jedi is a horrible movie or, or the rise of Skywalker is a horrible movie or, or how dare they put a woman in, 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 in Captain Marvel or whatever. It's just, you know, that stuff gets a lot of views too. So well, prepare know. for that because uh, Rise of Skywalker just came out on Blu-ray, so everybody's downloading it and they're preparing their video essays that'll stretch for the next several months. So prepare for that, Preston. Years. It'll be years. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.